0: The Stage Door Show, celebrating the independent artist, with your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to the Stage Door Show tonight, this is Dave Hondell. I'm really excited tonight because we have another uh, fellow Minnesotan uh, who grew up in Minnesota, uh, like myself. Uh, we had a recent um uh, entertainer katie testman who i went to school with but we have another minnesotan with us tonight and i'm so excited to bring her in her name is samantha grimes and she was just uh nominated and won uh the 2023 international singer songwriters award for entertainer of the year so samantha thank you for being with us
1: tonight oh my gosh thank you so much for having me
0: absolutely it's a pleasure to have you on and, you know, and I talked a little bit about this with, with uh, Katie. I want to talk to you about this as well because a lot of the venues in the Midwest, you know, whether it's Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, that five state area there, I mean, there's some really iconic places um, to play music. And even if it's not iconic, I mean, some of the great, you know, um, just, you know, uh, listening rooms, bars, you know, it, it's there's a lot of places to play in that area. And, you know, and they fill up the place too. And that's the one thing that I love going to listen to, um, you know, singer songwriters and those, those venues to so talk about playing in those, first of all, and about the love of music that I think the people from the Midwest have.
1: Oh, very much. So, um, you know, I was, I was recently in Nashville in October and I came back with this immense appreciation for our, or just our music scene. I mean, I've been doing this a very, very long time. I started in my teens performing out in the twin cities and I, I never fully understood nor grasped how inclusive and supportive and just all in all, it's it's a great place for singer songwriters. And I came back home just feeling so good to be here. And you're right. The venues, um, even like the listening rooms, the like backdoor yard concerts, all of that kind of stuff. It's just we have a tremendous appreciation here for music. And and that's why I love being from here.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. And that's, that's one thing I, you know, I've been away for about 18 years, but, you know, I always talk about fondly talk about like, you know, the places that, you know, that musicians play there. And I mean, there's some, some famous people that, that continue to play in the twin cities because of the, you know, just because of the love of the music there. And, you know, a lot of Prince's um, you know, bandmates that, that he had over the years and the time and a lot of people, people never left the twin cities because of that. And, you know, so I, I have a lot of appreciation that for that as well. But you know, Nashville. So I know you've been to Nashville as well, and Nashville <laughs> cool. is, um, you know, obviously Music City. But again, you know, it's like you can put your footprint anywhere as an indie artist. So talk about being an indie artist and the grind that goes along with it. And you know, I don't think I don't think people really understand, and that's why we celebrate them on our show. And Talk about being an indie artist and just what it goes, what you have to go through without having a huge team of people, number one. And, uh, you know, a lot of the bookings and a lot of, you know, your own website and things like that, you know, right. do you, do you do yourself. So, I mean, talk about being an indie artist and and really what goes into that.
1: Of course. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that as an independent artist, you are doing your own bookings. You are maintaining your own schedule. Uh, you're maintaining your own gear. You are doing everything from A to Z that is included in this wonderful craft and i think i re- the internet has changed so much because when i first started i was recording demos on one of those old school windows pencil mics that you could buy at yeah, walmart right. yeah and using windows recorder and then burning them onto a cd and and you know peddling them to anyone that would listen and and now the internet has changed that to where you don't have to move to Nashville. You don't have to move to uh, LA or any of those other music meccas that you can reach people from the comfort of your hometown or your um, home state. And the beauty is, I remember I had set up an email address for a fake person when I was pretending to be my own booking agent, <laughs> like early 2003, <laughs> yeah. 2004. <laughs> yeah, and and now. Um, think the uh, the clout of an independent artist has changed things to I don't have to pretend to be someone else to go after my bookings I I hustle and I I contact so many people I knock on doors I make phone calls and you have to get very comfortable with the idea of no or the idea of a place not even responding to you but that's what makes the shows that you do book and the places that appreciate you and treat you like rock stars. I mean, that makes it all so much more worth it. I always tell a story. um, Are you familiar with the uh, Happy Trucker Productions? Um, They were out of Bram, Minnesota. No. So he he runs a radio station um, that basically serves up independent artists and ran a listening room. And I remember going up there and speaking with him on his show. Uh, His name is Sean. And it was just like, they recognize just like you that you know independent artists are really taking on a huge role to to pursue their craft and their passion and that's why it's just it's cool to see people like you and people other people in this area that respect that and want to embrace and support it and that's what I don't know makes all the hustle worth it and it was so funny uh you know today I got asked a question by a stranger on the lovely interwebs and it was saying why do you what do you post so much on facebook it's like that's how i've garnered a large amount of my fan base and it's because i'm constantly engaging and interacting with people and sure a huge component of that is the music that i write and that i um put out there but another is just that social nature of being a singer songwriter you're constantly networking You're constantly talking to people um, both in the business and out, just to continue to grow what you're doing, and yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess being an independent artist, that's the main keyword I assign to it is hustle. <laughs> I'm hustling. Yeah,
0: I mean you got to you got to be your own business person. I mean I think that yeah. no matter what you do, whether it's you know music, acting, you know being an author or anything in in the arts, you know if you if you if you if you're not if you don't have a business mind, I guess nowadays because the competition is so great. You know, I don't think people realize this is as well back in the day, you really needed to get a record contract in order for any kind of distribution. Nobody would have heard you otherwise, or you would have had to, you know, play in, I don't know how many different towns in the United States for people to understand who you were. Um, But now with, you know, obviously social media and the streaming and, you know, people, I think it's a double-edged sword sometimes because obviously you know it's great to have all the streaming platforms because i mean myself is what i do as well nobody would hear me if i didn't have the streaming platforms available but at the same time you know you almost have to do something as any artist that that sets you apart from the others and yeah and it's not just about performing but it's also about writing your own music and you know it's it's great to be a cover a cover band or you know a cover musician but that'll take you so far you know and if you don't write your own music, it's, you know, he's going to, you know, look at you as, as somebody unique or somebody that's unlike somebody else that you go to every bar and Right. So, I mean, playing cover music is great because everybody's does it, I think, but what do you talk about? Talk about songwriting a little bit and, and talk, cause you've, you've been, nominated several times and obviously you won in 2023 for Entertainer of the year but you've been um nominated several times as well uh, by the you know the josie awards the inter you know the international singer songwriters association so talk about um the recognition you received for being a songwriter because it's not an easy task
1: no um i i've been writing songs since i was six years old you know Uh i just i i remember early on my mother wanted me to be a christian music singer songwriter and write about jesus and as i got older and um and got out there in the world a little bit i'm like oh no (laughs) that's not my shtick and so um my writing has evolved and now it's it's crazy i in a way I'm like, Hey, where was everybody, (laughs) you know, 20, 30 years ago when I was first writing music. Right. But the other side of it is, I don't think I was in a place to understand what a big deal it is um, to have your music appreciated in that way and to earn that recognition. And I honestly, I've, I've looked at my lyrics, you know, from 11 year old Sam and 17 year old Sam, 22 year old Sam. And they have just, completely changed the the core of who i am as a songwriter has always been a storyteller and so that component remains the same but kind of the polishing and (laughs) the emotions behind it have evolved so much so that you know i think the first time i was nominated for songwriter of the year was three three maybe four years ago um and obviously I didn't win. And the nominations alone are a huge achievement, Right. especially right. when, like, even with the Josie Music Awards, I think, I think it was like 52,000 nominations had rolled in for that certain set of criteria. And I remember thinking to myself, that puts me in like, what, 0.001% yeah, I mean, of
0: that's why something I like actually win got in nominated. Itself, right.
1: Yeah. So, so the nomination alone is such an achievement and something I'm very proud of. But then this summer uh, between the ISSOs in Atlanta, Georgia, where I won Entertainer of the Year and then being nominated and and going to the Grand Ole Opry uh, with the Josie Music Awards and even not winning there, it was still like, holy cow, you know, this is legitimacy. This is showing the world that, you know, I'm not just writing down my thoughts on a Post-it note and, you know, putting them out there hoping, you know, maybe nobody will notice it. No, this is, I'm putting it out there because I'm proud of what I've written and other people are taking notice and that's incredibly validating for me as a songwriter. Um, and it's it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm still a kid at heart where I'm like, oh my gosh, they gave me an award. And you should have seen, I I was laughing because at the ISSA awards, um, they're held at the Sandy Springs Performing Center in Atlanta and that's where they have the BMI awards.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was
1: so, it was so funny because I was nominated for three categories: uh, songwriter of the year, and I think like another rising star one, um, and then entertainer of the year. And the first two categories had long gone. It was a long program; it was three to four hours. And my sister and brother-in-law were with me. And I looked over at the like towards the end, thinking to myself, "You know, entertainer of the year is like best picture at the Oscars. I, I was like, oh, I'm not winning that. <laughs> if I didn't win any other things, I'm not winning that." I leaned over and I said, I'm starving. We should get out of here. (laughs) I'm so glad my, no, my sister's like, no, we're staying. You wore a dress, you wore heels. We're staying. (laughs) And I'm so glad I did because they announced my name and it was surreal. You know, I heard my song, Wendy Darling, that, you know, was written like 20 minutes flat and turned out to be this huge success. It's playing over the loudspeakers of this phenomenal theater. And it's just, it's incredible. It's, did awesome. you have a did you have a so speech?
0: Happy. Did you have a speech written out already?
1: No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. You know, I had no true belief. You know, you always hope it's just like, oh, maybe I'll win prom queen, but you're you know you're not gonna. And so I didn't write anything. I just you was excited know. to be, yeah, I was excited to be a part of it. And then when I won, and you know, as people were going up to the podiums with all of the awards prior to that, I'm like, why are they so out of breath? And I realized it's because all of a sudden you're thinking, Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to thank everybody that's been involved and yeah. um, represent all the the blood, sweat and tears that have gone into everything, but I think I did an okay job, but it's just,
0: yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's, and, that's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Cause that's a big thank deal. You. And you know, it just kind of validates everything that you've done and up to this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, just, you know, making, making the, the Midwest proud there and, uh, You know i i guess i I haven't been back in a long time but you know i know that it's still a big music mecca and and it's it continues to to grow and a lot of you know a lot of you know bands and a lot of you know popular uh people are coming out of minnesota to this day um when i was growing up it was you know the time and prince and uh you know the rembrandts and um i know that next you know and
1: just a lot of different <laughs> yeah.
0: a lot of people you know coming out of the twin cities and that minneapolis sound i mean there's a just you know uh, just, just so many people that are that are making us proud there but um and and yourself and and you know and katie and and the rest i mean it's just you know yeah. there's a band called none above that are about to break out too uh so i've a-
1: played with none above <laughs>
0: yeah i'm good friends i'm good friends with with them i've I've had them on the show a few times and and just you know just like i said minnesota is just making me proud um even not being Incredible. there anymore but oh my gosh uh you know i think w- one thing i want to ask you know because this is being an indie artist as well um you know what kind of venue is there a venue out there uh that you've always wanted to play and and yes and then <laughs> what's that dream venue for you first avenue main room Oh, okay. <laughs> really. I've,
1: I have played I like that every answer. That's good answer. other, every other in the um the Conglomerate that is the first Avenue. I mean, they've got the Turf Club, they've got the Fine Line, um a bunch of the theaters. Like they have all those. I've played every one of them except for the main room, and I'm gonna do it. And I keep every interview I do and every moment where someone's like, "Where do you want to play? I want to play the main first room." Avenue, and I'm sure. Know. Yes, the people that, are people are so listening. Of me. <laughs> that was
0: where they filmed Purple Rain. But little yeah. trivia about First Avenue. I don't know if you know this either, but what did that used to be? Do you know what that used to be years ago before it was? Wasn't a it a home?
1: ballroom or a dance like a roller rink or something like it that? It was
0: actually the Greyhound Bus Depot.
1: What? No, I didn't yeah, know and, that. That's so cool. And the so checkered
0: cool. floor is the original floor of the lobby of the Greyhound Bus Depot. And, and it doesn't have a backstage. Uh, that's another thing people don't realize that the, the bands that play there, actually backstage their backstages are tour bus and it's parked right outside. So the, and in and Purple Rain, all that backstage stuff was all somewhere else. It was made up basically. And so uh, it's a very small venue, but very popular venue. Almost any anybody who's yeah. anybody has ever played there. So that's a great answer. I mean, before it was yes. Greyhound Bus Depot, guess what it was? What? jefferson school for the girls that uh, was the original building before it was therefore <laughs> i love I'm history i love minnesota history so I, I i've researched a lot of different things but yeah before it was uh greyhound bus depot it was um jefferson school for the girls <laughs> now you know. i'm gonna write
1: them a letter and be like you know what it was willed to me for my great great grandmother that i perform here there you go <laughs> we'll see how far that gets me
0: well, hey, if you ever play there, let us know, because we want to have you back on for, uh, you know, for that oh, performance. because that, that's me. A, That's iconic, you know, and mm-hmm. to play that first Avenue. I mean, Joe Cocker's played there. You name it, besides Prince and everybody else. Um, all the stars on the outside are all the, you know, people who play there. It's just a who's who of mu- music. I think Tina Turner even played there. It's just yep. amazing. Um, well, and
1: I always I always tell them because I've I've gotten a good relationship with some of the booking agents there. And they they gave a chance, and I opened for Eli Young Band at oh, wow. the Fine Line.
0: Yeah.
1: incredible, packed house. I yeah. mean, it was surreal. It was an amazing experience. And through that, you know, I I think I I held my own and did a good job. And so I'm always they're like, well, when you see somebody come through that you think you would want to be a support for you, shoot us a message and we'll see. Everybody that's remotely related to my genre, I'm like, hey guys, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, that's Sam. You got to put, your, you gotta
0: put, you gotta put yourself out there, and oh uh, yeah, you know, and and you know, the Minnesota. Did you ever play the Minnesota State Fair? Uh,
1: yeah, in a way, I did the talent show. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, long, long ago when I was just a bumpkin. <laughs> well, That's
0: a big deal too. I mean, if,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, if, 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 if whoever. Who are listening to this. The, the, the talent show at Minnesota State Fair is big. I mean, it packs. Mm-hmm. It's it's packed. Like it sells out every single year. And I just loved going to the talent show at the Minnesota State yeah. Fair. And, and it's on the grandstand. I mean, thousands of people are there and it's just an amazing event. So just to play that was amazing, too. Yeah. Um, what, what do you want to do like in five years? And where do you want to be with your career in, in like five years from now?
1: Well, so it's interesting, fun fact about me is I have a full-time day gig, as they say in the industry, Um, I'm an accountant. And I always said that music, if it could pay my bills, like my student loans and my mortgage and all that stuff, I would gladly do it full-time. But you know, I'm at a point that I'm blessed enough to feel secure and be able to to work and do what I've got to do and do music for fun. And, and yeah, obviously the money's good when you play good shows and stuff like that. That's wonderful. And it fosters my addiction to guitars, but I, I see myself in five years, just doing what I'm doing now. I, hopefully by then I have played first Avenue, (laughs) but (laughs) I just want to keep writing and releasing music and playing music with my friends and having experiences. And that's what I think a lot of people, I talk to different artists, you know, through through the circuit when you're playing different shows and everyone's, you know, either not necessarily complaining, but griping about certain aspects of the music industry. And I just, I'm sitting there wide-eyed because I'm just so happy to be here, <laughs> happy to be included. And, and you know, like we all went through the pandemic and, and that chaos that ensued uh, with the entertainment industry. And I just think, I think that I'm just lucky to be playing music you know, 30 odd years later than when I started. And if I'm lucky enough to keep playing in five years, 10 years, 20 years, I'm a happy camper.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's well said. Um, You know, looking at your website and, you know, I encourage everybody to go to samanthagrimesmusic.com. You have merch on there. You have, uh, you know, contact information. You have a photo gallery and you have your shows and with a calendar and your information about your music. But, You you have some shows coming up. So why don't you talk about that? Um, You know, where can people find you?
1: I would love to talk about that. So I am, let's see here. Well, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I am playing tomorrow, which is December 22nd up in Duluth, Minnesota at a place called the Caddyshack, which The first time I played there, I played there a handful of times. I was a little concerned because I thought I'm going to be stuck in a place that uh, I'm going to get hit by a pool ball, you know. (laughs) So um, billiard ball, that's a technical term. Um, But they have the best sound engineer and they always make me feel like a million bucks when I go up there. So I'm excited for that. And then I get a little break. And starting in February, I hit it hard again. I'll be down in Iowa for a couple of shows. I'm playing the uh, Big Turn Music Festival, which is in Red Wing, Minnesota. Huge, huge weekend of music for that area, and it's just a blast. Then in March, which is also my birthday month, I get to go and play the um, Thaw, which is Rochester's music festival, kind of getting into the spring of things. <laughs> There. <laughs> and then um yeah and the last one i want to highlight just because it's just coming together is may 9th with our girl katie tesman and a couple of other um musicians that are also mothers we kind of got this idea that we're all mamas who rock on the mom and i thought it would be fun to get a few of us together to play a show and the green room in minneapolis is kind enough to be hosting us for this event And we're trying to get uh, some partnership with domestic abuse project and a couple of other organizations that support, you know, um, partner violence and domestic violence. So I think that's going to be a heck of a show and that's going to be May 9th at the green room. So, and then aside from that, there's all these other shows that come and go and um, places that I'm sure I'll be yelling and screaming and excitement about on my website or the book of faces or Instagram.
0: That's awesome. And yeah, you know, so everybody check out that on on the website, and also before we go, I um, just want to ask you 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 know what you want your legacy to be. What do you want people to walk away with when it's all said and done? When they think of your name,
1: you can do whatever you want. You know, um, you don't have to be just a musician. You don't have to be just a mom. You don't have to be an accountant or um, anything like that. I. I want my legacy, just as I always tell my daughter, I want you to know that you can do whatever you set out your mind to do. And if somebody hears my music and think, yeah, she just went for it. I think that's a heck of a legacy to have.
0: Yeah. 100%. Uh, well, Samantha, thank you for, for joining us on the show and uh, you know, much success to you and your future and you know, can't wait to have you back on the show to talk about your big performance at First Avenue.
1: Yes. And, oh, believe uh, <laughs> me, your inbox will blow up. That's
0: motivation for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, thank you but, so But uh, anyway, thank you for being on the show and, and uh, Merry Christmas to you.
1: You too, and thanks for having me.